I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. What we did last week, we didn't have nearly enough time to finish, was talk about the top questions that we get, uh, we got in the past year uh, to answer those questions because so many of you have the same questions over and over again. And that's why uh, when we do our live shows, uh, we do a live show on Sunday night on WSB, uh, we take callers. And uh, many times people call in, and it's the same questions we see uh, over and over again. So uh, what we're going to do is try to cover those uh, today as well. And then uh, next week, we'll jump into dietary plans, how to lose weight, uh, more about the immune system. So we've got, we've got almost a whole year already laid out on topics because I don't think we ever run out of topics when it comes to health. So uh, if you missed last week, go to our website, drjoe.com. Uh, we also podcast, look up Dr. Joe for the health of it is the name of our podcast, Dr. Joe for the health of it. Um, that's on most podcast services. Also on demand at wsbradio.com. We have our shows. You can look me up there. Uh, our website, again, is over 1,500, 1500 hours of podcasts. So if you're looking for information, there's a lot of ways you can find us. So if you missed last week, we talked about high blood pressure, diabetes, and heart disease. That's on our website. You can catch it there. I want to jump in right now with a big question we have on obesity. Obesity is a big issue. Now, people come to me and most of the time when they want to uh, lose weight, they want to do it for aesthetic value. Okay, I want to lose weight. I want to look good. And I understand that. When I was a little kid, I used to be fat. Um, I, was, I was 10, 11 years old. And there's a picture of me, actually. And I, I found it. It was gone for years. And then I was going through some of my mother's stuff. And she said, oh, here's a bunch of pictures. You might want them. And it was a picture of me in a bathing suit. And I was probably about 9, 10 years old. And my fat kind of hung over the top of the bathing suit. And I remember that picture as a child. And I looked at it. And that's the thing that motivated me to say this isn't right. And I used to have my cousins, Johnny, Paulie, and Mikey, and we'd go, I'd visit them all the time. This is way before internet. And so we'd play stickball and baseball and manhunt and hide and seek and swimming. And I was always the fat kid who couldn't keep up with everybody. So I totally understand what it's like to be fat. And I understand the stigma that goes along with it. So if aesthetics is your motivating factor, that's fine. You know, there's an old song by Olita Adams and the song is, I don't care how you get here, just get here. And that's how it is with, with obesity. Uh, I don't care what your motivating factor is. I just want to make sure as you lose weight, you do it right. Because you can do bad things. Of course, that can really damage you and actually kill you. Um, or you can do things right and the results are the same. So why not do it the right way and get the same results? Um, if, you, if, if you weigh a lot um, more than is healthy for your height, uh, you're considered obese. It's not just having a few extra pounds. It's linked to 20 different chronic diseases, heart disease, stroke, diabetes, cancer, high blood pressure, arthritis, and about 45% of Americans uh, fall into the obese category. Let me say that again. 45% of Americans fit into the obese category. So you might look not too overweight, but it depends on your height-weight ratio. So, uh, there, And it depends how your fat's distributed too. Like, for example, when I played football and hockey, I had these massive legs. I, at, my, at my peak in high school, I had 29-inch thighs. I couldn't even get pants to fit oftentimes because my thighs were so big. So I have very heavy legs. I still do. Um, and so muscle, of course, weighs more than fat. So you can be muscular and look at your weight to height ratio and be considered obese. Because again, that's not really a good guide. So you have to look at what you feel comfortable with. 
and what you think is going to be a, a, a comfortable level that you're at. So looking at the height-to-weight ratio may not always be the best thing. You can look at body mass index, which is a little better. Uh, but if you're just saying, well, I'm six foot tall and I weigh 180 pounds, you can be considered overweight, when in reality you might be a bodybuilder. So it's kind of strange. But uh, I do want to talk about um, the, the science that's behind obesity. And so I want you to understand that you may have certain diseases that are directly linked to your obesity, and we'll talk about what to do about it. It's not really hard to lose weight. It's just different because you're used to a certain lifestyle. You're used to living a certain lifestyle, eating a certain way, and now you have to live a certain lifestyle and, live a, a, and eat a certain way that's different, and change is very difficult for us humans. We like, especially me, I like things the same way. I've been in the same practice now for 37, almost 38 years. I live in the same house now for decades. Uh, I like stability. I have friends, long-term friends that I've had since childhood. I personally like stability in my life. And so change can be difficult for humans. And losing weight can be changed because it's not something that you're comfortable with. So there's consistent data linking obesity uh, to middle age, in middle age, the higher risk of dementia later in life. So the things you're doing now, yeah, I'm overweight. Yeah, I got arthritis. Yeah, my back hurts. Yeah, I'm not comfortable with the way I look in a bathing suit. I get that. But there's research now that's linking it to long-term issues with the brain. Overweight individuals are about a third higher risk. And those who are obese uh, in midlife seem to have about 90% greater risk of becoming, uh, of getting dementia. 90% increase. So <clears throat> here's the thing. If you've ever been around someone who has dementia, uh, you know how horrible it is. They call it the long goodbye. And the person doesn't recognize you. I was talking to a friend of mine last night at dinner, and he said his mother, as she got Alzheimer's later on in life, uh, she was obsessive compulsive. She'd be cleaning the house, cleaning the house, and then she'd say to him, do you want some toast? No, I'm good, Mom. I just ate. He said a few seconds later, would you like some toast? No, I just had some, Mom. Would you like some eggs? No, Mom, I just had breakfast. We just had eggs. So it's, it's a horrible thing because you're looking at the person who you loved and took care of you now not even knowing who you are. Do you know who I am? Yeah, I think so. And it really breaks your heart if you have to go through that. So if you're overweight now, you have a 90% higher chance of getting dementia. So think about that not only for you, but for the ones you love. Many times when it comes to health, it's not about you. It's about what's your motivation. Maybe you're a parent and you, if you have a health issue, you want to stay healthy so that you can take care of your kids. Maybe it's about finances. You want to be able to work so you can retire. Uh, maybe it's about uh, your goals. By the time I'm 60 or 70 or 50, whatever it is, I want to be able to cruise around the world, whatever it is. So figure out what your goal is. Why do you want to get healthy? Some people don't want to get healthy. Some people don't care. Well, that's your call too. It's your life. Whatever you decide to do is fine. But dementia is horrible on you, on the people around you, on society. It's financially burdensome. And the risk isn't just limited, limited to future dysfunction. People with excessive body weight don't appear to think as clearly as they age. And one thing I enjoy personally is I like being on top of my game. People always say, you want a drink? I haven't had a drink since I was like 28 years old. I had a glass of champagne and I was... Uh, what was I? I was in a, uh, Anguilla. That's right. And they sent a bottle of champagne to my room. And uh, it's kind of nice. Sometimes being a celebrity is nice. And um, I had a one glass, a flute, small flute. And I felt, I didn't feel good. It took the edge off. And I thought, I don't like this. I like being on top of my game. So my motivation was, I just don't like drinking. I don't, I don't like not being on top of my game. So you're not thinking as clearly as you, uh, as you get older if you're overweight, and then the consequences, of course, go with that. So obese individuals show broad impairments of what they call executive functions from the brain, such as working memory, decision-making, planning, 
uh, cognitive flexibility, and verbal uh, fluency. Those play a critical role in everyday life. You just aren't you anymore. So as we're overweight, it becomes an issue. People may think the obesity uh, and the resulting stigma that goes with it, um, you might think about being obese as much as five times an hour. I know I read a study once years ago that younger men uh, think about sex several times a minute. Well, if you're obese, you think about being obese all the time. I've had relatives that were obese, and they always joke about it. Oh, somebody as fat as me. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, it's always coming up in the conversation, almost like they're apologizing for being obese. Now, if you listen to our show we did on weight loss, really good show. It's on the website, drjoe.com. We talk about what obesity is. It really isn't about your stomach. It's about your brain. Your brain has a, a center in it called the nucleus acubens. I think that, that's how I pronounce it. Other people pronounce it differently. But the nucleus acubens releases something called dopamine. Dopamine is a neurotransmitter that gives you pleasure. So when you eat sugar, let's say, or alcohol or drugs, uh, the nucleus acubens is stimulated. It releases dopamine and you get high. Well, the problem is you want to get high again. But when you release dopamine, there's something called dopamine receptor sites. It's where dopamine gets absorbed. So the dopamine is getting absorbed and the body says, I shouldn't get this high. So it shuts down some of the dopamine receptor sites. So no matter how much dopamine you release, you're not going to absorb that same amount. And so you'll never get as high as you did the first time. Some people call it chasing the dragon when you're, when you're doing drugs. You're chasing that dragon, trying to get stoned like you were that first time and you never will. Because your brain is protecting you. The brain is saying, I'm not going to allow you to get that high again because that's a dangerous level. And so then you take more and more. And that's why we get stuck on this, these food addictions. No one overweight needs to be told what they should be eating. Everyone overweight knows they shouldn't be eating alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener. Everyone knows that. However, they keep doing it, hoping that, well, I deserve it. I was really good yesterday. I worked out. I'm stressed. I had a fight with my significant other, so I'm going to have a cookie, a cake, a donut. Uh, Christmas time, I was with uh, one of my favorite families in the whole world, and Italians. And everything is, you okay? You want something to eat? You want some more? You want? It was constantly about food. And I personally don't like to make events around food. I like to make events around people. So I backed off a little bit and I said, no, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I just enjoyed the, the, the family and I just enjoyed the company. Um, but we find that food gives you pleasure. And so you want to give people, other people the food so that they get the pleasure as well. It doesn't work that way because you never get that high again. And just like gambling, just like uh, alcoholism, you're never going to get as high as you did. And the brain keeps shutting down these dopamine receptor sites as time goes on because it knows it's not supposed to get that high. And now you need more and more and more. So when I work with people that are obese, and I used to be fat, so I can say the F word on the radio. When I deal with people that are obese, I work with their brain, not necessarily with their gut. Now, we got to get you on good food. But the first couple of days are tough. In fact, just earlier... I uh, was working with a patient and he had really not a whole lot of pain. You know, we're a chiropractic and pain clinic. And he came in and he said, well, Dr. Joy, we don't have a lot of pain. I came here for my wife. She's the one that I'm worried about. So I took his x-rays and his x-rays were terrible. And what I found on the x-rays was hardening of the arteries. I saw his uh, what's called common iliac arteries and there was heart calcification there. And I told him, if you have it in your pelvis, you have it in your heart and your brain as well. So you are a risk, you're walking risk of heart attack and stroke. If a piece of that plaque breaks off, it's going to go to your brain or heart and can kill you. 
And his wife got very concerned and he got very concerned. And I sensed at that moment that he had motivation. We talked earlier, what's your motivation? His motivation was, I don't want to die. And his wife, they seem to get along very well. They seem to love each other very much. So he wants to stay around for her. So I said, if you're going to eat meat, I want you to make sure it's organic. He said, Dr. Joe, you tell me what to do and I will do it. There is no if I want to. And I love that answer. And I said, no more animal products for you. Because the research is very clear. The research is out there. Esselstein, Sinatra, um, there's many other doctors that have proven, McDougal, that have proven that going to a plant-based diet can help reverse or eliminate heart disease. Let me say that again. You can reverse or eliminate heart disease, high blood pressure, hardening of the arteries, all by going to a plant-based diet. The research is clear. There's no argument as to what should be done. What's the best approach? So the number one treatment for the number one killer in the country, heart disease, the number one treatment is changing your diet. Now, you might need medication. You might need surgery. But the number one treatment for the longest uh, results with the best results is going to be changing your diet. Same thing goes for obesity. The number one treatment is changing your diet, but also changing your brain. Because if I eat a cookie, I want more cookies. You like me? If you eat bread, what do you want? More bread. So if you're like me, and you are, because we all have the same type of brain, you want more. And so we have to reset the brain. So what we do in our office, we have a protocol. It's a 21-day cleanse or weight loss program. It's the same thing. And for 21 days, we get you on really high concentration of supplements. Uh, we get you on digestive enzymes. We get a dietary plan laid out for you so you're eating but only good foods. And the first three days usually stink. You're suffering because the brain is like, I want to get high. I want to get high. And you're saying, no, no, I won't let you get high. And then after that, the brain resets itself. So I think, to, in my mind, three days of having sugar cravings is a whole lot better than end-of-life treatment with tubes in every orifice of my body because I had a heart attack or a stroke. Using up all my savings, all my finances, stress on my family, stress on uh, society. So I think a three-day sacrifice is minimal when you see the results. And then after three days, it's a lot easier because the brain starts to reset itself. And then you're able to say, okay, I'm gonna do this for, for 21 days. God, I feel great. God, I lost weight. This is amazing. Uh, it's crazy. What do I do next? And that's your new motivation. That's the new thing that gets you high. Also, a review titled, Does Your Brain Shrink As The Waist Expands? Gray Matter Atrophy Across All Ages Among Those Carrying Excess Weight. This reduced brain volume has been correlated with lower executive function, meaning you can't make good decisions. Compromised integrity for the rest of the brain, the white matter, suggests accelerated brain aging. And even in young adults and children with obesity, we're seeing changes in the brain. So the brain is actually changing when we're overweight for the worst. Cognitive deficits in young populations, even in young adults and children, uh, the obesity itself is affecting brain function rather than uh, suggesting it's something other than the obesity itself affecting the brain function. So the obesity itself, yes, it makes you think about it at least five times an hour. Yes, it's not socially acceptable. Yes, you're miserable. However, it's actually having a physiological change on the brain. The mechanisms for executive dysfunction include obesity-related inflammation and oxidative stress. Oxidative. When you're overweight, you produce inflammation. Inflammation is swelling. It can get into the brain and it becomes systemic, which means it goes through the whole body. So if you're overweight, you're eating bad foods, and the obesity itself can cause a change in your uh, inflammatory reaction in the body. Also, fat produces estrogen. Estrogen causes you to lay down fat, which then produces estrogen, which causes you to lay down fat. So you're stuck, as Elvis said, we're caught in a trap, and you can't get out. 
And estrogen, it calms you down. It's more a complacent type hormone. Testosterone is a more aggressive hormone. And so you become, as my mother used to say, mushy. You're just mushy. You just feel like laying around a house being a mushad, my mother used to say. I don't even know if that's a word or not. And what do you do? You're laying around a house. You don't feel good. You eat. And so you get caught in this cycle. So does, weight improve, does losing weight improve cognitive function based on analysis of 20 different studies? Mental performance across a variety, a variety of domains can be significantly improved and even with even modest weight gain, weight, weight loss. So even losing a little bit of weight is going to have a dramatic effect on the brain. No studies have been done to determine if this translates into normalization of Alzheimer's disease risk, but it's a big issue. So one of the big questions we get, and that's what we're talking about today, is the number one questions we get, the top questions we get, I should say. And obesity is really a big one. Now, the problem is you got to commit yourself for three days. How bad is that? So for three days, if you do 21-day cleanse, it's on the website, drjoe.com. Uh, if you look at, um, there's a tab that says uh, services on the top of the website. Hover over that. It'll, it'll give you a drop-down menu. Look at the one that says weight loss. And we talk about the 21-day cleanse. And it's real easy to do. It's relatively inexpensive. And the money you're spending on food is going to more than pay for what you're doing in a 21-day cleanse anyway. So it doesn't really cost you hardly anything. Um, and it really is a neat step that you can do to reset the brain. Then we do a part two nutritional evaluation, talking about what you should eat, what you shouldn't eat. But here's the secret to weight loss. You got to get the bad food out of the house. If it's in the house, you're going to eat it. How often? 100% of the time. So anyway, if you want more information, you can listen to our show on weight loss. You know, go, go to drop down we have on a 21-day cleanse. Uh, another question that we get oftentimes is arthritis. There's main, two, two main types of arthritis, osteo and rheumatoid. Osteoarthritis is so easy to deal with, but you got to catch it early. Osteoarthritis is mechanical. What that means is if bones are out of alignment, they rub up against each other and they wear out. How often does that happen? 100% of the time. If you have a bone out of place, whether it's the neck, the knee, the foot, the shoulder, it's going to rub up against the bones above and below it, and that wears out cartilage. What really happens is it causes an inflammatory reaction. Inflammation occurs. The body produces these white blood cells, specific white blood cells, that attack that inflammation at the joint level. Those white blood cells are not site-specific. What that means is they don't go to just one place. So if I sprain my ankle, I'm going to get white blood cell attacking those, that inflammatory reaction. But those white blood cells are not necessarily site-specific. They can go all over the body. So they can attack the wrist, the shoulder, the elbow. Now, bigger, stronger joints, let's say the hip or the shoulder, really not that big of a reaction. It's probably not going to cause that much damage. Over time, it may. But the weakest, most flexible, strong, weakest, most flexible joints in the body are the ones that are gonna have the most attack uh, reaction. Where are those joints? Your fingers. So many times patients come in, pretty much every day, we have four offices, so patients come in every day, and they say, Dr. Joe, I have arthritis in my hands, and they, they point to their fingers. If it's osteoarthritis, it's usually not the primary site. It's usually a secondary site. What that means is you have an inflammatory reaction somewhere else, and those white blood cells are attacking the fingers. Now, if you jam your finger, you're playing volleyball or something, yeah, that could be a primary site. But normally, usually, I should say, it's a secondary site. So we then got to analyze the whole body and say, where is this coming from? And then address it. Rheumatoid arthritis, that's an autoimmune disease. That means the body is attacking itself. So what do we have to do there? We have to calm down the immune system. Listen to our show we did on immunity. It's on the website, drjoe.com, and get the immune system stabilized. When it comes to immunity, I have to say this, I think every show, there's four supplements I recommend along with a lifestyle protocol. 
Super greens and essential source are the minimum supplements I feel anybody should be taking. Those are two powders. They taste great. There's two types of super greens. One is mint. One is regular. Now, if you're doing a smoothie, if you're doing bananas or, you know, frozen berries, you can do the regular one because it's going to be, you're going to get those flavors. The mint one is the one I like personally. It's a little sweeter. Uh, again, it's sweetened with stevia, so you don't have to worry about sugar. And if you, like, I just take super greens and essential source, shake it up uh, in a jar and drink it every morning. So I like the mint one. Some people like the regular one. Try both. See which one you like. That's fine. Uh, the essential source is just one of them anyway. But I really like the super greens and essential source starting my day. You have to have vitamin D in your body for your immune system. And what I recommend are five drops of Dr. Joe's vitamin D a day. That's 5,000 international units. And then I also recommend glutathione. Glutathione is a supplement that helps the immune system, also helps the liver. If you want to go to black belt level, of immunity supplements, that's brown belt level. Black belt level, I would add probiotics and adrenal support and omega-3 fatty acids because that helps with inflammation, brain function, adrenal support helps uh, control um, uh, either increase or decrease inflammation, helps with hormones, uh, it helps with energy. So that's the protocol I would do. But the minimum supplements, of course, super greens an essential source. And then for immunity, um, everybody should be doing this no matter what you have, uh, vitamin D and glutathione. And those are all on our website, drjoe.com. We can deliver them to you if you want, uh, or you can come pick them up. We have offices in Marriott, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. We'd love to be your doctors. Now with osteoarthritis, osteo is mechanical. That is a classic chiropractic condition. Bones are out of place, pinching nerves, but they're also rubbing up against each other. So if you have osteoarthritis, I can't imagine why you are not booking an appointment right now with us or some other qualified chiropractor to get that taken care of. Osteoarthritis is telling you, by definition, the bones are out of place. And chiropractors are the doctors trained to put the bones back in place. Now, other doctors are too, but not nearly at the level that we are. So if you have an issue, you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, headaches, numbness, tingling, restless leg syndrome, make an appointment to come see us because it's not just the pain. It will become osteoarthritis if the bone is out of place, 100% of the time. So if you're ignoring the pain or just covering it up, that's okay, but you have to look at the long-term damage. We talked about obesity and the long-term damage to the brain. I want you to understand the long-term damage of pain to osteoarthritis. If the bones are out of place pinching nerves, they will wear out 100% of the time. So if you want to make an appointment, you can go to our website, drjoe.com, right on the homepage, right next to my picture, it says appointments. Click on that. You can book appointments in all of our offices, Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. The initial visit is normally $375. We've reduced that to $199. Now, we're not going to do that forever, of course. The treatment after that, you get exam, x-rays, consultation, first adjustment, going over the x-rays, and a nutritional evaluation. The nutritional evaluation alone is $150. You're probably going to need more care. We accept most insurances for treatment after that. Uh, car accidents, if you've ever been in a car accident, ever, if the car was damaged, you were damaged 100% of the time. I cannot stress this enough. If you're in a car accident, if you know someone in a car accident, you need to get them to our office as quickly as possible. The longer you wait, the more damage occurs, but also the more complicated it can become if there's a lawsuit involved. Because the insurance company said, well, you didn't go to the doctor right away, so we're not going to pay your bills. So get to see us right away. And even if it's been a while, come see us. We'll try to work that with the insurance companies. But uh, if you're in a car accident, please, folks, come see us. So if you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, just make an appointment, not just for short term, but for long term. The damage that will occur over time, the systemic inflammatory reaction from pain, the exhaustion that comes with pain, the brain malfunction that comes with pain, stop suffering. Now, we also do PRP. 
PRP is we take cells out of your own body, concentrate the growth factors, the platelets, and inject it back into the body. Amazing for arthritis, amazing for um, inflammation, torn muscles, uh, tennis elbow, um, uh, um, wrist issues, shoulder issues. Stop suffering. Just make your appointments and come in. Listen to what we say. Do our treatment plans. Because what usually happens is you feel better after a few treatments. You say, I don't got to go there anymore. These guys are great. It's not just about the pain, folks, in my office. It's about getting you well. So if you want to make an appointment, drjoe.com. You can do it right online. If you have any questions, send them to me through the website, drjoe.com, and we'll answer it right away. And you can also order supplements right online. I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. Tell your friends about the show. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on WSBRadio.com and on a WSB Radio app. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.